0: You know, if you take people, and I've told you this, and you expose them voluntarily to things that they are avoiding and are afraid of, you know, that they know they need to overcome in order to meet their goals, their self-defined goals. If you can teach people to stand up in the face of the things they're afraid of, they get stronger. And you don't know what the upper limits to that are, because you might ask yourself, like, if for 10 years, if you didn't avoid doing what you knew you needed to do, By by your own definitions, right, within the value structure that you've created, to the degree that you've done that, what would you be like? Well, you know, there are remarkable people who come into the world from time to time, and there are people who do find out over decades-long periods what they could be like if they were who they were. If they said, if they spoke their being forward. And they get stronger and stronger and stronger, and we don't know the limits to that. We do not know the limits to that. And so you could say, well, in part, perhaps the reason that you're suffering unbearably can be left at your feet. Because you're not everything you could be, and you know it. And of course, that's a terrible thing to admit, and it's a terrible thing to consider. But there's real promise in it, right? Because it means that perhaps there's another way that you could look at the world, and a number, another way that you could act in the world. So what it would reflect back to you would be much better than what it reflects back to you now. You went to, you attended seminars and you said your reason there was to learn more about yourself. Yeah. Uh, My experience has been people attend seminars, especially self-development seminars, to look for the answer. They want to know what is it out there I I can learn so that I can be more successful. That wasn't your motivation?
1: No. No, oddly enough. And I think probably you're right. I think that's what most people are looking for. I think they're looking for an answer outside of themselves, and they're never going to find it. Um, I think by this time I realized it was something in me. I uh, met a man here in Toronto. He was one that originally got me involved in studying this, Ray Stanford. And he told me if I didn't like the results I was getting in my life, Mm -hmm. that I was going to have to change me because there were my results. And he said, if you're gonna change you, you're gonna have to find out something about yourself. And Ah. that seemed to make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it was an earth-shattering idea. It wouldn't give anybody a brain hernia, but it made (laughs) a hell of a lot of sense to me. So I started to study myself. I found most people don't know who they are.
0: They really don't. What do you mean? I mean, I know my name, I know my age, I know where yeah, I live. Yeah, that's not what you though.
1: You know, that, that, that's know just size it. It If you ask size? the average person who they are, they'll give you their name. They'll say, I'm Bob Proctor, but I'm not. Bob and Proctor are two words. My parents give them to me. They're called names, but it's not me. It's my name. Then somebody will say, well, this is me, but this isn't me either, it's my body. Like you never phone down here to the, to the studio and say body won't be in today, it's sick. Okay. You know, we don't say am hand or am leg, it's my hand, my leg, my body, my name, who am I? Well, that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. And I believe if a person will start to study that and look for the answer, they'll find it. See, I think we live simultaneously on three planes of understanding. We're okay. spiritual creatures, we have an intellect, and we live in physical bodies. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. Okay, and would you call that one of the barriers to success? Oh, there's no question about it. I think there's two barriers. Success is a funny word. Nightingale had a great definition for it. He said a person's successful if they know where they are and they know where they're going and they're progressively moving in that direction. He said that success was the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Anyone that has a goal, and they're moving towards it, they're successful. Most people think that you're successful if you have a lot of money. Quite often you have a lot of money if you're successful, but it isn't. I wouldn't say Mother Teresa has a lot of money. Okay. But she's a pretty successful lady. So it's um, Okay,
0: so that barrier to success... Well, there's a a couple of them. Okay.
1: I think there's two barriers. One is our conditioning. The conditioning that takes place in our subconscious mind from the time we're infants. All we can do is act and talk like the people around us. That's why we learn the language we learned. If there was 10 languages spoken in our home, we'd learn 10 languages without any trouble. There's usually one, and that's the only one we ever learn. And we grow older and we think, oh, I couldn't learn another language. We could learn 100 if we wanted to. You can do anything. But I think we're conditioned. We have a, a real strong conditioning, usually with not some very good ideas and then that that's the 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 barrier that's inside us the one that's outside of us is our environment we have a tendency to act like everybody around us and if you think about this it doesn't make a lot of sense because if you study statistics 95 percent of the people live their entire life and never live the way they want to live Mm -hmm. you know that 95 percent of the population in this country let's say in north america okay the richest continent in the history of the world they'll work productively, let's say for 40 of their 65 years, okay. and they'll end up with hardly any money. Well, there's gotta be something wrong. So there's well, not much. 5% of the people end up financially comfortable or independent.
0: Are you trying to depress this, Bob? Cause that's, uh... No,
1: actually, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's quite an exciting idea because you see, the idea behind it is that anybody can win, anyone at all. But if we start studying these statistics, I think we'll arrive at the conclusion, geez, I better start thinking for myself rather than follow everybody. Most people, they get a job, they look around, they see how everybody else is doing their work, and they start doing it the same way. Mm-hmm. They should stop and think, I wonder if any of these people know what they're doing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> is there a better way to do it?
0: But well, don't we have a need to fit in? I mean, we don't want to stand out, we don't want to get fired, we don't want to make waves. Uh, exactly, exactly. Just fall into line, you know,
1: take a number, be like everybody around. <laughs> You know, that'd be great in the animal kingdom. I, but human beings aren't supposed to live that way. I think we should make a few waves. We should maybe stand out, be different. Not not for the sake of being different, okay but because we are different. We all think different thoughts. And I believe we should start to think and build images in our mind of what we'd like to do and then set out and do it. Okay. Emerson means- did that, Edison did that, Marconi did that, Samuel Morse did that. Uh, Minister Fuller did that we could go on and on and on
2: yeah (laughs) I'm back commitment and consistency over everything Execution over everything. Welcome back to the Impact Secret Podcast Show. I am your humble host, E.D. To my existing family, Thank you for always tuning in and downloading and getting this good work that I'm putting out. This is that type of work that while you're in the car or you're at home or wherever you are, you need this message. To my new people, to my new family, you remind me like my cousin on my uncle's side. On this podcast show, we discuss how we shift the mindset through personal development and business. As you already know, I am your humble host, Edifo. So all you smart and intelligent folks, that really just breaks it down as Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know Mr. Fix, Fisk, Mister Fisk's uh, slogan, never rest in the middle, always rest in the end. Now, enough talk regarding the intro. Let's get down to today's show. Today's episode is entitled... I am not who you say I am. If you don't know who you are, people will tell you who you are. I am not who you say I am. If you don't know who you are, people will tell you. Three impact secret value points you will get out of today's show is reacting to life. Stop standing in and start standing out. Look inside of you. You see, family. I think about this a lot, especially when I heard the Bob Proctor clip, which was the second clip. And what I, I loved about that clip was the fact where he talked about. When the interviewer asked him and he said, well, in so many words, you know, if you stand out or you create waves in an organization or relationships or anything like that, aren't you afraid of being fired or aren't you afraid of what the the cost was? See, this, this resonates so well with me and this is to my disruptors, this is to my people that are... Committed and not interested. This is to those who know where I'm coming from, as they would say. You see, it was during my college basketball career, I will say. And I would get frustrated because when we would have conversations with other teammates behind the scene, I'll say, they would tell me all of the reasons why and why not. Or I should say we would discuss collectively of the frustrations of the team and how things could get, could be better and what we can do to, to better the situation. We would have these transparent conversations and then the coach would call a meeting and during the meeting he would ask a profound question. And if you don't mind, I would like to share with you what he asked a very common sense question, of course, but he said, team, why aren't we doing better than what we're showing right now? And the team sat there and. Silence. They went mute. They got so quiet that the coach had to ask again, team, why are we not doing better than what we we are, were capable of showing? Me being who I am, and as I was brought up as a child to be extremely vocal, And it was, again, my gift and my curse because my mother would always tell me and my father would always tell me, they would say, son, we did raise you to be vocal, but you don't have to speak on everything. And see, I didn't understand that at that time, what that meant. But translation, now that I understand it, means that you don't really need to be a sacrificial lamb. See, going back into where we were at when we were in this room with the coach and he was asking us this question. This was a very intimate room because the room was not that big. But all of the players, all 15 players were in that room, plus the coach and the assistant coach, as well as the trainer. And that question was asked And no one spoke up So I took it upon myself Because see I already had the information Based off of the conversation We had with with the teammates Prior to even knowing this meeting Was going to be had See that has been the story of my life Of being able to be so transparent As far as speaking up And causing waves But I've watched how others benefited from my courageousness of stepping up. I'm not saying uh, I shouldn't even use the word of saying I'm just so super courageous. I just think that I'm just so insane when it comes to when someone is asking a question, I really want to solve the situation, but they're not looking to solve it. It's just a general question. It's like you reaching out to customer support and they're saying, they want to help you and they do everything really not to help you. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you're something's wrong with your computer and they say, have you powered it down yet? Huh? You're not going to ask me the, the, the what's the issue of what's going on? What's the, why not take the time to really diagnose diagnose the situation instead of just covering it over? You see, I was so vocal that I would get myself in trouble a lot. And so in that meeting with the coach, the trainer in the room and the assistant coach, I told them exactly what we talked about. Now, a lot of my teammates were in awe because after the meeting, they said, wow, I couldn't believe you said that. I said, then what's the point of us trying to get better or wanting to get better if all we're going to do is talk behind the coach's back and not talk to his face so he knows what was what is going on? And and maybe and just maybe he may want to take it, the information and go and do something. See, I was disrupting I was causing waves and see when I did that, I started seeing myself being on the outskirts. I was on the outskirts of it because of the thing of I wasn't trying to fit in. I wasn't trying to fit in to be quiet so I wouldn't get in trouble or I wouldn't be reprimanded in a way. It's sort of like when you are if you've ever been in a uh, you worked in a job and uh, maybe, you know, a friend or see, I know this personally. That's why I know the game where. If a manager really doesn't agree with you, with uh, as far as it may not even be your work, you may be putting out the best quality work, but you may be being you may not be what they call a fit. You see, a fit is something where w- your work is excellent, but uh, you don't fit the company culture. And the next thing you know, they they do something called what is called managing you out. And you see, when someone gets managed out, it's very simple. It's it's and I didn't again, I didn't understand that game either. But when I learned it, I was like, wow, this is powerful. And if you don't mind, I like to break that down for you as well. See how someone gets managed out. The little things that maybe you were doing that really wasn't a big problem or issue. Now, the spotlight is on there. If you were supposed to start at nine and you started at 905, And maybe you left at 355 now, all of a sudden you get rolled up or put on a performance evaluation. See, that is the first step in managing you out. See, the first step is a verbal warning. Then the second step is the manager taking the time to document the reason why you should be on a performance evaluation evaluation because now they find a way to attack your work at the same time attacking your character. Because when you don't know who you are, you can let anyone tell you who you are. So after the verbal conversation and then after the write up, the next step is, well, you get it. They call it letting you go. Or a better word is you just been fired. And it's sad because that is the game of life in a whole. Even if you don't even look at it as from a job perspective. That is the game. See, we try so hard to fit in and not cause trouble and not and and when I say fit in and not cause trouble, I am not talking about being disruptive di- disruptive on a ignorant standpoint. I am being I am talking about being disrupted on a sound mind with truth and facts. Not something that you get emotional about and then you just act out. No, 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 family. Don't mistake what I'm saying. What I am saying is you have to when when you become a disruptor or you become things like that or you fight a lot of battles. See that. And that's what my mother told me. She said, son, you can't fight every battle. And see, I changed up my approach over years because I was that one. That I had no problem with telling you no. I had no problem going back and forth with you to explain myself until you got it. And if you didn't get it, oh, well, I walked away. Because the conflict to me was nothing. But what I understood was is that because I, I knew that that's how I was raised as far as being fearless to go against something that I don't believe in Being fearless and to speak up when right When wrong was done But what I realized as I told you at the at the top of the show I said However I got tired of others benefiting Off of my sacrifice Because when you speak up When you, when you disrupt When you cause waves And it's truth behind that Is truth behind that power. And you don't have people that step beside you, not behind you, but step beside you. You're in trouble. So that's when I started learning the importance or as my parents would say, to learn when to pick and choose my battles. They said, son, stop fighting all of these battles because it's going to get exhausting. You want the war, not the battle. So I developed this whole consciousness of myself, of understanding myself. See, I had to look deep in myself and I understood that I was somebody that I had no problem continuously speaking my mind and it wasn't speaking my mind on something reckless or something in a in a, in a place where the words didn't matter. It was that everybody may not be ready for what you're saying and you may be just a little bit too direct. OK, let's be honest. I was too Direct. If you ask me what color the sky was, I'm going to tell you it's blue. I'm not going to tell you, well, I see some white clouds. No, you ask a question, you get a direct response. And those are the things, the tips and tricks I had to learn coming up as far as learning myself. When you step into corporate America or you step into when you're in networking situations. Some would say. Well, well, ED, what did, did you just become fake and phony? No, I understood that everybody don't understand where I'm coming from, even if it's with love. They may take it upon themselves to think that I don't like them, or they may think upon themselves that I think I'm too good for them. And it was never that. It's just always been I'm not going to keep going back and forth on something that if you're not willing to work on solving, because I know who I am now. I know that who I am is not what you're telling me who I am. I remember this lady told me one day and it was a respectful comment, but that's not me. She said to me, because I was listening um, to uh, Eric Thomas, he's one of my favorite uh, personal development people. uh, And you know this was I'm talking about this was probably 2012 13 and I was I mean I was just just listening to anything he put out I was just on it and I remember one day I was uh I had it going in the background and I had got a call in and I where my phone was and where the 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 sound was at I was just I picked up the phone and the person heard it and is like, yeah, you know what? Heard Eric Thomas playing in the background. And it's like, you know what? You kind of remind me of him. You you sound I said, wait, 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 wait. Hey, I appreciate the compliment. I appreciate, but that's not who I am. I am my name is E D. That's Eric. There's there's two different things here. We we move differently. And that's what happens a lot of times, family, that we get into a space in and we'll allow people to say we sound like or we act like this particular person. And that's good in the beginning, because I remember when they used to say that, well, well, Kobe um, is just like, you know, Jordan or he's the next coming of Jordan. See, what they don't understand is, yes, we model after the people we 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 hold up high as saying that they're the great. I think Eric Thomas is one of the greatest to do this. But I'm E.D. I'm up next. So I need to make my own name. Of course, I'm going to model what he does because I look up to him. But I am not Eric and Eric is not E.D. So that sometimes we have to understand who's we are, because if we don't understand who we are, we're going to be continually put in this bag of being told what to do, how to do it, and knowing that that's not us. How many people are working jobs or relationships or in situations that they know that is not them? On what for this New Year's I had I don't you know I don't as you guys know we don't do New Year's resolutions we do outcomes which are basically the goals and things we want to achieve so (laughs) I had told myself on one of my boards vision boards I wanted a I wanted six pack abs okay I'm I'm just gonna say I wanted six pack abs and So I said, okay. well, on January 4th, I'm going to start the whole process. And the whole process for me, if you guys want some insight of what I'm doing is. I said, I'm going to get up between three and four thirty, you say, well, why you just don't get up at three or get up at three thirty? Why you have that range? Well, because I was not sure of how I was going to react based on what I I had planned on what I had planned to do meaning that my plan was if you haven't checked it out I don't know the the, the actual author of it but it's a it's a really great book it's the 10-day uh, green smoothie and basically every day uh, I mean basically all you're having is, if you want to do it the if you want to do it the, I call it the accelerated uh, ray is you have a green smoothie every day. I put I'll put the book in the um actual show notes so you guys will know the name of the book. But the the book basically is uh, it just in general is just basically greens and fruit. That that's the end. You can add a scoop of protein uh powder or something like that. So, I started this journey on Monday. And so on Monday, I had um, a smoothie, but here's here's the plot twist family. For me, what I did was I know me. I know that if I really want to do this, I have to go all in. I have to become so obsessed about doing this that there is no plan B. There is no, well, let me do it for a day or two. I set a bold goal, 10 days. And day one went through, it was amazing. I I felt, I was like, man, I feel a little bit better. Day two. So day two, I get on the scale. Now, originally I weighed in at 248 pounds. That's the heaviest I've been in my life. I'm 6'5", 248 pounds. Now it doesn't look like, That as far as weight wise, you wouldn't be able to tell because of my height. But I was still disappointed with me because I'm like, I don't like my stomach. My stomach is not where I need it to be. So I made the decision, like I said, of doing this. But the plot twist for me is, is that as part of the 10 day green, uh, green smoothie, you're supposed to have one, you know, like breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm only doing it once. And drinking a gallon of water with lemons. And today was one of the most challenging days. But a side note, it's funny how much I started thinking about food. I've dreamed about every food that you can possibly man imagine. That some of the foods I don't eat I wouldn't I wouldn't even eat if I was eating food right now. But it was just a whole fact, like, oh, that'll be man, you know, oh, some spaghetti and meatballs and I don't eat meat I stopped eating meat I think it was around 2012 or so I stopped eating meat I only eat seafood um, and of course vegetables so I would eat a lot of you know uh, fried fish or baked fish or uh, shrimp just basically seafood and (laughs) What I what I noticed is, like I said, I was having all of these dreams of the food I could be eating. And it and it would, if you really want. <laughs> I'm going in deep here. This is funny to me. I'm sorry for laughing, family, but it's just it's just funny how like right now, as I'm talking about this, I am thinking about, man, a good burger would be, that would really be good. But see, the thing is, I, I, I always stress to you, family the commitment and these clips of Jordan Peterson and Bob Proctor, they're both saying the same thing. They're saying that is in you, you know what you need to do. And I always say that. And it did, I, I didn't have the aha moment until, and, and I'm, I'll be honest, I really truly didn't have the aha moment until about maybe let's say five years ago or less. But I didn't. But the more that I get into personal development, the more that I I create these shows, the more that I put out content and value, I'm realizing that if you want to make a change, it starts with you. I can't control what anyone else does except me. Even the environment that I'm in, I can't control what people do outside and around me, but I can control how I respond. If I'm saying I really want to, you know, shred up I mean, get shredded or cut down, this is what I have to do. I like what Jeff Logan said. He was he was filming himself and he was eating a salad. And he said, the reason why I'm eating this salad is because my goals demand it. Mm What are your goals demanding? Are your goals demanding that maybe you would like to sleep in, but you know you need to get up and create that post or you need to get up and work on that side hustle before going to work so you can create it as a permanent opportunity and not a temporary side hustle. Because sometimes the word side hustle gets so mangled by people because of the fact of they don't understand what side and hustle means. That's a whole nother show uh, what we can talk about. So, family, all what I am saying to you is you having to the ability to start going inside of yourself. When Bob Proctor talked about when he was going to these seminars, he was going where most people were going for the dopamine fix. He was going to fix himself internally. How do I work on me? How do I learn who I am? Who 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 am I? And a lot of people don't know who they are they haven't they've studied everyone else except for studying themselves they've studied some of the great ones and then study themselves i don't even remember when eric thomas said hey if you've been watching a lot of my videos and you haven't changed or anything like that or you've been watching a lot of my videos you should be doing what i'm doing and he was right and so that's why i've started the journey of creating consistently five days a week, Monday through Friday, a show because I understand that this is who I really am. Personal development, marketing and sales and is who is the core of what I enjoy doing. That gets me excited. When, when, um, When you think about life and what you're doing currently, are you happy? Because, you know, happy is an emotion, so I shouldn't use happy. But do you like where you're at? And if you don't like where you're at, what is your plan to move forward? What is your plan to get out of whatever you're in? Because you can control that. It's just up to you if you really if you are truly, really ready to stand out, if you're ready to stand out and not just keep standing in and being quiet and not saying anything. And you don't want to take the time to understand you and look inside you what get what, what makes you frustrated. And. This is a continuous process, family. I don't want you to think that this is just a one time. Oh, I figured myself out in a month or a day or a year. No, I wish it was that easy. But it's not. As you continue to grow, you continue. You will continue to learn things about you. But the whole thing is you have to study you. You have to not learn about you. We put so much energy and emphasis on other people's lifestyle or a job or a relationship or life with regards to family that we forget about ourselves, And then we get mad when it all goes away and then we're stuck there like, oh... Oh, this happened? When you have the uh, audacity to speak up and no one stands beside you or next to you. So family, on your journey of figuring out who you are, continue to understand that it is a progress, progressive look at yourself consistently. Because if you don't, you're going to allow someone to tell you who you're not and who you who you should be. And that's not their call. It's nothing wrong, as I always as as we borrow from Jim Rohn, it's nothing wrong with taking consult, you know, someone consulting you and telling you, you know, what they think. But don't take orders. I'll remix that and say it's OK if someone tell me what they think, but they'll never know who I am. I only know who I am. They can tell me based on some of the things they've seen. Well, you know, I think you are this. But they don't know if I make a true commitment, if I get really obsessed about what I want out of life, that changes. See, I always say when you get to that enough, enough part or my mom and dad would say when you get tired of being sick and tired. Then and only then. Will you take immediate action? You don't believe me? Here's an example. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired because the weight that you've put on is more exhausting than if you actually did some type of exercise or some changing in your your eating It creates a situation in which you have to make a decision. As Tim Grover would say, would you rather be uncomfortable from the way you change your lifestyle, the way you're eating and the way you're working out? Or would you rather just be uncomfortable because you can't walk up a flight of steps and you're breathing heavily? I think I'd rather just be uncomfortable from the workout and from the changing as far as the food habits. Because one has an opportunity to push me further along in my life span, while the other one has an opportunity to reduce my lifespan because it creates all type of things that I didn't ask for. All type of issues. See, that word of being uncomfortable, a lot of people don't understand it. And that's what i've I, I've built my foundation on Any time I've ever become obsessed about anything when I became obsessed about taking this p m p uh test for project management and I failed it three times it it wasn't about it after I learned after the third failure it wasn't about it wasn't about the actual test it was about the journey it was the commitment that i put in day in and day out i went to bed with with the with headphones on my ears listening thing i woke up listening to it i listened to it in my car i listened to it while i was at work i listened to it every time listened to the information i am speaking about because i was so obsessed with being the greatest project manager ever and i was so obsessed with passing this test But along the way, what it it, it taught me was that even though I didn't pass the test, I did something that was um, unspeknownst to me that I pushed myself beyond my comfort zone because there would be many days I would be extremely tired. And I just said, I can't do this today. But I had to do it. Because I know if I don't do it, I didn't want to have a regret that I didn't throw everything at it. And I did throw everything at it. That's why I can feel as comfortable as I can as saying, you know, I'm fine. I don't want to take the test again. Because now I have a bigger purpose and that's through my communications of personal development and building businesses. So family, I'm going to just tell you this and I'll close. I promise I'll close. Stop allowing what's going on outside you to affect what's inside you. You have to keep fighting. You have to keep believing. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't love yourself, how can you expect and require somebody else to love you? Stop waiting for that particular partner or that particular job or that particular materialistic item to help you start with yourself. When you start with self, those things will come in abundance. I am your humble host, E.D., and this has been another Impact Secret Podcast show. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And just to recap, family, it's about you. It's not about me. It's not about your cousin on your uncle's side. It's not about your sister. It's not about your mom. It's not about your dad. It's not about your kids. It's about you. If you decide to make the decision to change what you're dealing with, when you make the decision to say, I'm tired of being tired, I'm tired of being sick and tired, then and only then when you can move forward, Go get your purpose Go go chase your destiny I believe in you I hope you believe in yourself Again this has been Another production by ED Hope the value speaks louder Than what the words have had I'm out